Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 565, air date April 12th, 2020. On Instagram, as I told you, we're going to be doing a bunch of uh, shows today uh, with various interviewers. You know, I'll be doing my typical thing later on at 5.30, 6.30. But we have um, some very interesting people internationally who have been very, very interested in our campaign that are joining us. Oops, let me go over here. So, hi everyone, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. To people out on in, in uh, Periscope, Ola, we're live, and also on Facebook. Let me introduce you to Ola. Ola, are you there? There you go. So, hi, uh, we have Ola from the Ola Show from Lagos, Nigeria. And there's been a lot of interest, obviously, with what we've been doing, not only in the United States, but globally. And so it's getting pretty exciting because I think the idea of the immune system to understand it, people are interested in globally. So hi, hi Ola, it's your show, so take it away. Okay, welcome back. Like I told you before, our guest today is the US senatorial candidate, and he's also the head, he's also the CEO of System Solve. Cytosol. Cytosol? Yeah, Cytosol, yeah. Cytosol, sorry. Okay, he's also the CEO of Cytosol. And today we're going to be talking about the coronavirus, the vaccines, the effects in Africa and the world at large, what people think and everything. So, Dr. Shiva, are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> Good. So, the first question on my mind, which I've been hearing about, is everybody trying to confirm the authenticity of the virus, the coronavirus. Some people think it's it's manufactured. Do you think it's real? Is it manufactured? I mean, it's a virus. People say viruses are not living things. So how come all of a sudden the whole world is on shutdown because of coronavirus? Do you have any idea of this? Yes. So you're asking some very, very important questions. You know, the question I think that's being asked here uh, by Ola is from Lagos, Africa, and she runs a show. uh, It's her show called Ola Ola Show. Is is this virus manufactured? Um, you know, why is there this massive shutdown? Is that the essence of the question? So I think the real, so the, the, it's a good question. You know, uh, in March 9th of this year, I actually tweeted out something that went viral all over the world, which really asked, which bit, you know, I had already reached my conclusion because I'm a student of politics and medicine, uh, a student of biological engineering. In fact, a research, one of the, one of the leading researchers um, well-respected researcher in the world on the immune system and on personalized and precision medicine. And what I shared at that time with pretty much everyone out there in that tweet was that, in my view, this will go down as one of the biggest uh, fear-mongering hoaxes to uh, control economies, destroy economies. It's also a vehicle to actually uh, uh, mandate vaccines and also an attempt by those in power to suppress dissent. And if you notice, all three things have taken place since I said that. You've had all these movements were taking place all over the world, if you remember, for many, many uh, months before the coronavirus hit. Hong Kong is gone. You don't see much dissent in Venezuela, uh, France, all these major countries where there were uprisings coming up where people were uh, upset. All of those have, interesting enough, disappeared, if you notice, right? Uh, we also have the fact that the economies are crashing and maybe they were going to crash anyway and this serves people's interest to use this as an excuse but more importantly you're seeing this um, push now that we have to vaccinate people and also the concept of a surveillance state that we have to start 
figuring out ways on how we know that you've been vaccinated or you've not been vaccinated, right? So it's no longer just about vaccines, it's about using this crisis as a way to impose massive amounts of control on people's uh, freedom. So that's why I think it's really been done, Ola. It's, it's not really been about uh, healthcare because if people truly care about public health, we would be addressing the issues on health, right? Obesity, we'd be addressing the issues of the, uh, the fact that we have dirty water, you know, uh, dirty air, dirty food, but none of that is actually being addressed. Yeah. People are dying from various diseases daily. So why is it that the coronavirus has been the one that has everybody, I mean, that has just shut down the entire world, the entire economy and all of that? Because now a lot of people, like I said, people just want to know if this virus is actually real or if it was manufactured. And the second question is, if it was manufactured, it means it's probably power play. So who has what to gain? Who's going to gain more from all of this? Yeah, so I think you have a very good question. The question is, who has what to gain from this, right? Who really pro profits from, from the coronavirus? I think that's really your fundamental question. Am I right? It's, yes. it's, it's a really powerful question because when you actually look at this, what you find is that the people that have the most to gain um, are people interested in power, profit, and control. Those are the three sets of people, power, profit, and control. So who are those people? Um, uh, those people include um, the big pharma companies. Uh, the large pharmaceutical companies globally, Ola, have been extremely interested in moving their entire business model towards what's called biologics. And in fact, what's called vaccines are a part of that, or cell therapies. And this is something those of us in the field know this. Why? Um, is that single compound drugs, which are ingredients that do not, compounds, molecular compounds that don't appear in nature, which is what's called a pharmaceutical drug, like ibuprofen, right? Or something like Lipitor. These drugs, um, the res these drugs come from a uh, synthetic manufacturing process. And those drugs, uh, the sales of those drugs are declining, but more importantly, they have massive safety stand, safety problems. Uh, the drugs take a lot of time to produce. They have to go through all these regulatory standards. And what comes out of the other end has massive safety issues. And you and I as consumers can sue those companies. So that's been a big problem for uh, pharmaceutical companies because it takes 13 years to get a drug through the regulatory process. It also takes incredible amount of money to do this when I mean you know upwards of five billion dollars and when the drug comes out the problem is that the drug that comes out can, um, can because of the safety issues people can sue them right so that's what's going on so that does not make it a very very good business model for pharmaceutical companies vaccines however no real uh, nowhere near the regulatory process of pharmaceutical drugs and if you get injured, you cannot, at least in the United States, I don't know how it's in Africa, you cannot sue these companies in court. You have to go to a vaccine court, which has limitation of liability. So low risk, high reward, no liability. So that's one of the motivations for pharmaceutical companies to move their entire business models towards vaccines. And if you look at Bill Gates, and you look at Mark Zuckerberg, and if you actually look at uh, this, uh, this woman, Hillary Clinton, and by the way, her daughter, Hillary Clinton, has no background in healthcare, and was just made a professor at Columbia University. So think about that, in public health. That only happens to elites. So that's what happened 
to someone like her. So you have this massive movement by these three foundations who are very close with pharmaceutical companies to make vaccines the gold standard for how we get public health. In fact, according to the Strategic Development Goals of the United Nations, SDG 3, their goal is to paint this utopia and essentially people like Bill Gates are supposed to be our missionaries. You know, they're supposed to be the ones who come and save the dark people all over the world. Africa, India, and they're going to save us with genetically engineered foods. They're going to save us with vaccines. And this entire goal drives this myth that they've created called the Sustainable Development Goals to create a utopia. And part of that utopia is all of us need to be vaccinated. Not one person should be left behind. So that's their business goal. They have the big PR, which is utopia. And now this crisis gives them an amazing opportunity to shove that down everyone's throat. And that's what's going on. Okay. Okay, so one of the things they're going to be doing with the vaccines from what we've read is that they're going to be injecting micro, microchips into people's bodies. How is that supposed to work? I mean, a lot of people from religious backgrounds are saying this is the signs of the end of the world. This is the mark of the beast. There's just so many speculations around it. So what is your take on all of this? How, how important is it that when they're giving people vaccines, they're going to be having microchips inside? What is the function of those microchips exactly? Right, so you're asking what is the goal of those microchips, right? And why do they want to do that? So it's a very interesting question. I just want to make sure people on Instagram can also see you as you're talking. So, uh, so what's the goal of those microchips? So if you think about it, the goal is to, from a, philosophically, the end goal here is there's two ways that we can create a society, right? If you think about it, political philosophy. One philosophy says that I actually uh, believe in a, in a view where you as, an, you as a human being um, can actually be trusted, right? You know what you're doing, that uh, power and creativity and innovation come bottoms up. You follow what I'm saying? That's one sort of philosophical view of the world, that things occur bottoms up. What's that? Isn't that going to be a bridge on the fundamental human rights? Isn't that going to be a bridge on the fundamental human rights? Uh, say, say that again, Ola. Isn't that going to be a bridge on the fundamental human rights? Right. I mean, we have people who want to be vaccinated or not. Exactly. Exactly. But this comes from the fundamental uh, idea that what is a human being and what is the notion of being a human being and what does a civilization mean? One view says everything's top down. There are few people who actually know what's good. You know, this goes back to the time of slave masters. There was one king or one lord, and he, he said that he was connected to God, and all of us were his slaves, or their slaves, right? So that was one model, and the idea was that we are less than human beings, and that they are the masters of the world. Now, that's, so if you look at the arc of human history, there's always been the struggle for human freedom, slavery versus freedom. And this has been the long arc of human history. So given what I'm just sharing with you here, given that long arc of human history, it doesn't mean that just because we got a revolution and we got some freedoms that it ends, okay? People seem to think that you get freedom and things are over. This has been a constant path. So in this case, the philosophical issue is how should, how should the state be involved in our health? That's a fundamental issue is the issue that I figure out using my own brain what's right for me. I decide what foods to eat. I decide how much sun I should get. I, be, I, I hang out with friends and I uh, create a very joyous, powerful life. Or do I need the state? 
That's the fundamental issue. Do I need the state mandating? Do I need Bill Gates, who, by the way, has no degree in biology, has not studied it, flying all the way from Seattle, Washington, you know, because he claimed he created DOS, which he didn't. You know, he got it from some other guy and sold it. He came from a very wealthy family. Because of that, does he have a right to fly all the way halfway around the world to Africa and places like India and tell the dark people of the world that he as, you know, Bill Gates knows better? Or for that matter, tell all the poor people of the world. So it's a top-down model. So he must actually think he's smarter than all of us. He must actually think he knows better. So this is still the slave mentality, right? Or the master-slave mentality. That's fundamentally what we need to focus on. Because everyone seems to think, oh, we have freedom now, right? Because we got a few rights. It's absolutely not true. Fundamentally, at a deep level, it was only a couple, you know, some countries still in Saudi Arabia, there's still the king, right? There's still dictatorships. There's still the notion that some people know better than you and I, and only they can tell us all what to do. And that philosophical foundation hasn't changed that much. You go to academia, a few people control most of science, and they create fake science today. They shove down fake science down people's throat. There's a few people who believe this is what healthcare is. So that means vaccines and ventilators in the case of COVID, okay? It's interesting, C-O-V-I-D, vaccines and ventilators. Okay, the V seems to appear versus vitamins, nutrition, right? That is not in this equation. Not one of these MDs, not one of these public health officials is talking about vitamin D, talking about vitamin A, talking about vitamin C, talking about mineral deficiencies, talking about the need to improve the immune health of people. And that's what should get people very, very upset. What they want to do is put critically elderly people on ventilators, blow up their lungs, because 90% of them are dying when they go on these ventilators. But the hospital makes a lot of money when they go on these ventilators. Let's not forget that, right? It's not like uh, someone's not making money off of this. People are making quite a bit of money off of these things. So this brings me to my next question. Now we're hearing that they have major labs that they're creating in places like Sierra Leone and other places in Africa. And then they want to use Africans as guinea pigs for this, for this vaccine test. I mean, why? What do you think? Yeah, so you, you, you bring up a great question. What Ola just asked is they want to, basically they have been testing medicines on Africans and Indians and Thai people and poor blacks in this country, poor whites in this country, uh, whites, blacks, you know, anyone who's poor, uh, but definitely dark people were the ones that were historically selected, okay? Let's, it, it, let, we have to admit that. But the issue is they know these vaccines are not safe, okay? So why doesn't Bill Gates test it on his own kids? Let's start with his own kids. Let him give his own kids 30 different vaccines. I don't think he'll do that. Let Hillary Clinton give her own grandchildren 30 different vaccines. I don't think she's going to do that. Their model is, again, I get back to this fundamental issue. They think we're less than them. And this may be hard for us to believe, but that's the fundamental idea. They fundamentally think that everyday people are less than them. So let's go test this stuff over there. And the only reason they do the test is not, it's not about simply uh, doing the tests so they can do safety testing. It's basically to say, check, we did some testing, okay? So even their testing model, when we go back to the history of the 30 vaccines in the United States that they recommend for kids, young children, 70 doses, 
Not one of them has been double-blind placebo-controlled tested. Not one of them. Which means you double-blind people, people don't know what they're getting, and the doctors don't know, and one group of people gets the vaccines, and the other group of people should actually be getting what's called the saline placebo. They've never done that. Even the one vaccine that they did that, which they give to women, primarily young women, called Gardasil or HPV, it was a fraudulent test. They gave 10,000 people the vaccine, the, uh, the other 9,500 people, not the saline placebo. They actually gave them aluminum sulfate, which is the adjuvant used. And then another 500 people, they gave the saline placebo. Group one and group two both had about 2.3% of inflammatory autoimmune response. They said, oh, that's about the same. So no safety issues. And then they combined group two with group three, where group three had no issues because it was saline. And they said, we did saline placebo control studies. These guys should be in jail. It was a complete fraudulent test. So my point is, so when they come to Africa, when they come to India, first of all, I think they pay people some money, right? So it's lower cost. In the United States, when you have to do clinical trials, um, when you have to do clinical trials, you have to give people around 10 to $20,000, okay? 10,000 to $25,000 in clinical trials. You go to India or Africa or Thailand, maybe you're paying people five bucks, maybe 10 bucks. I don't know what the number is, but it's far less. It's a way of exploiting people um, if they could do it here for five or 10 bucks, they would do it here. But because of the economic differences, people are taken advantage of. But I think the key point here is that the really truly double blind placebo control tests have not been done. So any testing they do is not anywhere near the real regulatory processes that they need to do on, let's say even pharmaceutical drugs. All right, so my final question is, is this another way of controlling the population. Using the vaccines, the coronavirus is another genius showing that we have fewer people in the world and more um, an easier way or close a, a smaller a smaller set of people that have wealth. Yeah, so, so I think Ola asked just to everyone, uh, you asked a very interesting question. Is the goal of this really to control uh, the population? Um, is that what the goal is? So if we really talk about, want to talk about that first is, you know, one way of controlling people, it's, so there's one is controlling people and the other is controlling population. In, in the sense of controlling people, you talked about these ID chips, right? Part of that is, you, um, in fact, one of my former advisors at MIT, Bob Langer, his lab is the one who created this chip where when you get vaccinated, underneath your epidermal, the epidermal layer they'll put what are called quantum dots and then you can use that to scan people so when your kid comes into whether they got uh, whether they've, they're up to date on their vaccines right so that technology is out there they would love to get it out there to everyone because now they have a way of trying to make sure all 7.2 billion people on the world are vaccinated and if you don't get vaccinated guess what you won't get to go to school you won't get to go to the gym you won't get to go to the movie theater you may not even get you won't get your driver's license and this is not that far away so that's one type of control the other type of control is to control population which means you try to get rid of people who maybe you don't want or you uh, the theory has been that you and by the way people are tweeting in here gates repeatedly says vaccines will reduce the population which makes no sense Okay, he talks about vaccines being life-saving. He's also put out stuff that we need to reduce the population. In fact, the Club of Rome said after 2030, population will decline. 
And some people say this is because of the fact in the, in the Western worlds, you have less longevity, you have higher infant mortality. In fact, in the United States, as a number one infant mortality rate, the lowest longevity rate among all the Western countries. It's quite interesting. You have advanced countries where you have less um, sperm count among men, and so you have less production of, uh, you know, basically uh, babies in those countries. But one thought among the global elites, I mean, this gets into a very deep discussion, some people have said that the goal is to make the world a homogenous around a light brown color. I don't know if you've heard this. So they want to have integration, but is to create no more nation states, is to create a global world so everyone sort of looks around the same and you have control of massive amounts of people. But if you do look at the UN and the World Health Organization and the CDC and the Chinese Communist Party, they work very closely together including the deep state of the United States. So one part of this policy is to ensure that you can control vast amounts of people in a much more organized way. So you don't have people who dissent, you don't have people who protest, you don't have people who question, hey, why are you gonna give my kid vaccines? The goal is everyone falls in line. And part of that may be to eliminate those people who are dissenters. We frankly don't really know what happened in China. Huge protests in Hong Kong, huge protests in Wuhan, what happened to those people? And if some of the photos you saw, these people didn't look sick. They looked like they were being attacked. And we will probably not know what happened to all those protesters in Hong Kong. So I come back to the point, this entire thing is a ruse because it makes no sense. Anyone with common sense, unless you're an educated fool, which a lot of people more and more are becoming, they get a degree, but they're really not thinking. But everyday common people know that this doesn't make any sense to completely destroy the economies of the world. 30, 40% of the restaurants here in Massachusetts are gonna go out of business. And I think it'd be very interesting for our viewers here to know what's going on in Africa, if you can share with us, you know, really what's going on there uh, in yeah. Africa right now. I mean, I, I, I wanna, if, if you could sh share that with us, it'd be, it would be extraordinary. We'll do that in just 30 seconds, because we're about to end in the show. Yeah. So basically in Africa at the moment, in Nigeria, well, the three major states that have been locked down, which is Lagos, Abuja, and State. A few other states are joining gradually, but these are the major states where you have the economy, the economic activities going on, which means that a lot of people are out of jobs at the moment. People are getting fired. As at last night, I heard about 300 people got fired from a particular company. And so imagine that happening in 10 or 20 different which company? Um, Rent Money. Okay. About 300 people got fired there. And imagine that being replicated in about 10 to 20 different companies. That means you're going to have a huge rate of unemployment. You're going to have a huge rate of poverty. A lot of things are going to happen if all of this is not controlled early enough. And so it's, it's really not looking good at the moment. It's not. Yeah, thank you. So basically, all of Africa is under lockdown. That's what you're telling me. And not all of Africa. Lagos is under lockdown. Abuja is under lockdown. And Open State is under lockdown in Nigeria. I see. Well, a lot of people in Africa aren't getting this because they get a lot of vitamin D. <laughs> they're out in the fields working and they're, they're, they're eating root vegetables. They get a lot of outdoor... Yeah. A lot of people are wondering why why Africa isn't really as affected as, as other countries. And so it's it's just a lot that, you know, we have to really find out and get to understand why exactly this is happening, what's happening, 
if Africa is not as affected as other countries, why is Africa the the guinea Why are they coming to you to start the vaccines in Africa? We're not being affected as much as other people. So why do we have to be vaccinated first? Why do we have those labs in Syria alone and other countries in Africa? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think we answered that. I know you have to get going, but I think the bottom line is because it's cheap and you can take advantage of people, it's exploitation. But the same thing occurred in the United States. You know, the United States government took advantage of poor veterans, poor whites and blacks when they tested all sorts of uh, psychotropic drugs on them for mind control. I mean, this is well documented. They used poor people throughout the world for testing all sorts of pharmaceutical drugs. And this is why Big Pharma does not want me to talk about vitamin D or vitamin A or vitamin C. You no, know, it's quite extraordinary, right? So that's why Big Pharma, this is an opportunity for us to really step back, look at indigenous cultures, how people actually survived. You know, in Africa, people use quinine, right? They use the bark of the tree. They don't need Bill Gates coming them and helping the Africans with malaria, frankly, right? It's quite, quite amazing that people think we need Bill Gates. What they want malaria for, what they really want is so people like Bill Gates and his friends, as billionaires, come actually buy large tracts of Africa and make it their oasis. This is more about exploitation. This is not about helping poor people. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Shiva, for your time. It's been wonderful chatting with you. We hope to have you on the show sometime really soon. Sure. And success in your primaries coming up really soon. Yes. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Be well. Take care. Bye bye. Alright, Allah, be well. Take care. Thank okay. you so bye -bye. much. Okay, good. So anyway, that was the Ola show in Africa. The reason I wanted to share that with everyone here is to just let people know that the I, I've decided this weekend just to do a lot of interviews and share them with you. I hope you guys are okay with that. I hope it, it serves you. If not, let me know. But the idea was I thought I'd give you a perspective of what's going on uh, across the world. So we spoke to you know some people in Poland today, one of the number one independent TV stations. Uh, we had a discussion with uh, one of the largest TV networks. The Ola Show appears uh, on one of the large TV networks there. But you can see uh, most intelligent people really don't understand what is really going on. And I think the work that we're doing, the education we're doing is reaching globally. So people should be very excited about this. It's not like everyone is being fooled. I would agree that the videos we're putting out and what we're putting out there is actually helping a lot of people understand uh, what's going on and empowering people to understand it is about immune health. And everyone knows, you know, I'm running for US Senate. Please keep an eye out on our campaign. You know, we, uh, I always like to reemphasize that people go to the Senate, uh, to our website, Shiva for Senate, you go over there, you'll actually see one of the key things that we're doing here is that we have a, a, a website, we have, a, we need to get on the ballot. So if anyone here knows friends in Massachusetts, to people on Instagram, let me just show this to you. You've probably seen it. If you go to the website, uh, Shiva for Senate, and you scroll down, it says, um, get Dr. Shiva on the ballot. If you know people in Massachusetts, or you are in Massachusetts, please go right to this website, click on this link here, and we will mail you out a nomination form. It's becoming very, very difficult to collect papers on the ground. In fact, the police are coming. They do not allow us 
to actually uh, collect signatures anymore. So, but if you go to this website and you know, please tell all your friends in Massachusetts, if you go to this website, all they need to do right here, as I'm sharing right here, is they simply go to this website right here and they fill out this form and we will send them out, it says get Dr. Shiva on the ballot and then we will mail them out all the nomination forms as you can see on Instagram, elsewhere. What's the website? Yeah, the website, if you look right here, is called Shiva for Senate, get hyphen doctor hyphen Shiva hyphen on the ballot. A quick way to go to it is if you just go to Shiva for Senate, right on the top, to those of you asking Shiva for Senate, just scroll down right below the fold, it says submit your contact information. Everyone see that? So you can, so we can get on the ballot and then people click here. Also, as I keep mentioning, because one of my goals here is to really offer people the opportunity to understand how the body is a system. This is really something that I'm very passionate about because I think until we understand that the body is a system, we'll always get bamboozled by people one day saying take this drug or that drug or do this. But uh, if we understand that the body is a system, we can really appreciate how the body really works. By the way, I'm playing around with this other camera. As you can guys see here, there's another camera there. Um, I'm learning to get a little more sophisticated here, hopefully. But if you go down here, you can actually see that those of you who want to support the campaign, and by the way, this campaign, as I've mentioned, I'm going to go back on Instagram, as, as everyone knows, this campaign is not just a typical Senate campaign. It's really a campaign for truth, freedom, and health. Someone said, is MIT funding your campaign? No, I don't think the MIT will ever fund my campaign. Good question, though. Um, but for those people who go to our site, if those people want to support the campaign, I don't, as I keep saying, I don't feel ever good about taking something for nothing. So what, what I've done is those people who donate, they get an amazing book called System and Revolution. So you can actually learn about systems, things that I've learned. You can get access to your body, your system. And this is a very powerful tool that lets you understand your body as a system. It interrogates you with a set of questions. And, and in this very interesting diagram, this red dot is you. It helps you define who you are. And then through another series of questions, you can figure out how your body's imbalanced or the simple aspect of how you're not on target. And this is essentially uh, control systems. You're here, but you're, you're here, but your body really should be here. And how you can play with this have foods and supplements. It gives you really cool recipes and all and ideas on how you get your body back to what you call homeostasis. So that's your body, your system. Um, and I want to give this to as many people as possible. Obviously, we had it that if, if you donated 25, you got this. But one of the things I'm doing is even if you donate 5 or 10, um, we want to give this to as many people as possible. One of the important things I'm also doing is that those people who are under economic hardship, you don't have to pay the 25. Pay whatever you can. And if you're having serious problems, just email me and we'll figure out a way to support you. Um, alternatively, people who are overseas, let me just mention this, people who are, uh, you know, this is, you can only support the campaign if you're a U.S. citizen, but people who are overseas, you can also go right to your body, your system, right here, get started now, and you can do the same thing here. We're also, uh, we're going to be adding a scholarship here, same thing. If you can't afford this, request a scholarship, there'll be an amount here, and we'll support you that way also. So the point is that... I want to figure out as many ways, given these economic hard times, to support you. Um, support the campaign. You can volunteer for the campaign. But this campaign is, is a campaign for truth, freedom, and health.
So anyway, let me just take a couple things. What's the website, please? The website is shiva4senate.com. If you are interested in learning about your body, your system, go to yourbodyyoursystem.com, yourbodyyoursystem.com. China sees our kindness and humanity as a weakness. Definitely true. And remember, today is Good Friday. Uh, we should also remember that in the midst of this crisis, we're actually stopping people from worshiping, stopping people from coming together. This is not a good thing because we know that social isolation literally hurts the body. Social isolation leads to viral infections. It leads to cancer, literally. And this has been shown in report after report after report. When people come together, they laugh, they feel a sense of connection. It actually boosts up your immune system. So what the establishment is doing is everything that's anti-science and everything that's anti-health and everything, unfortunately, that's anti-truth. But the good news is, um, you know, I've spent my whole life understanding health. I have all the credentials from these universities and given of my intention to always uh, find the truth and, and, and um, support, you know, a history of fighting for freedom and a commitment to health, I think we have a really good shot of educating as many people as possible. So share these videos, go to truthfreedomandhealth.com, you know, learn how your body is a system so you can liberate yourself. Anyway, this is